Hello everyone, welcome back to Shop and Rant with me. Uh, I'm excited to do this episode today because this is going to be a multi-part um, kind of series I think I'm going to do. Um, and I'll do this with other topics, uh, but this one has been kind of on my mind today <laughs> out of nowhere. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to I wanna do a story about all this crazy stuff. Um, if I sound a little weird, I've been having some sinus issues, and it's not fun. <laughs> Get it? It's not fun? Okay. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to be talking about crypto, uh, cryptozoology, um, which, for those of you who don't know, cryptozoology is the science of searching for hidden animals such as the Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, Thunderbird, Mothman, all that good stuff. Now, this is kind of a pseudoscience because it's hard to prove the existence of most of these creatures. Um, but, you know, at a time, there's been um, animals today that have, have been considered, you know, cryptids, like the, like the giant squid. Today, however, we're going to be talking about a much more disturbing one. Um, this is going to be about the horrifying sightings of giant spiders. You know, giant spiders have long been a popular subject in um, fantasy and science fiction movies like Lord of the Rings or Eight-Legged Freaks, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the largest spider in the world, to let you know, is a Goliath bird-eating spider. And they're the largest just through mass. They only actually get up to about 5.1 inches. Uh, in terms of leg span, the largest is the um, giant huntsman of Australia. And those have a leg span of damn near 13 inches. And it's another reason why I probably will never go to Australia. <laughs> um, but there have been giant spider sightings uh, all throughout the world. And so today I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of them. <clears throat> this one was in Papua New Guinea uh, on the Kokoda track, which is a predominantly uh, straight single file um, uh, uh, path running about 60 miles through terrain across the Owen Stanley mountain range of Papua New Guinea. Uh, there is a series of World War II battles here between the Australian and Japanese forces. And in 2001, an Australian cryptozoologist, uh, or cryptozoologists, excuse me, uh, Peter and Debbie Hines revealed that it was also here that the father of one of Debbie's friends had a brief encounter with a spider. And this is what was said about it. One day he had take he had to take himself off into the scrub and answer to a call of nature. While thus engaged, he noticed he was crouched down next to a very large cobweb. Not the classic fishing net sort, but the fine snow white cottony stuff that spread all over the ground and tree trunk, etc. His eye followed it one way and then the other. Seems seems to be extensive, like ten to fifteen feet either way. Then he noticed the spider itself, only a foot or so away from his face. It was a real horror. Uh, the body, he described as the size of a small dog or puppy, 
and was colored jet black. The legs were thick and hairy, but not as long as the classic dinner plate tarantula type spider that owes its size to the spread of its legs. This thing had more body bulk than speed. Needless to say, he backed out of there very slowly and carefully. That, that is a horrible, horrible thigh. So any of you out there who owns a, say, a house cat or a small dog, I want you to take a look at that pet or think about that pet. And then just imagine that as a, as, as a spider, one that hunts. That's terrifying to think about. You see, the, the spiders, there, there's two kinds of spiders. There's the ones that produce webs, and then there's the ones that hunt on the ground. The ones that hunt on the ground are like tarantulas and stuff. And then the rest are like spider uh, webs and what have you. Um, another one was, it was actually an interview with cryptozoologist Rob Morphy of AmericanMonsters.com. Uh, he was on Coast to Coast AM uh, some years ago. A telephone caller named Craig recounted how his grandfather, while serving in New Guinea during World War II, encountered a monst monstrous spider in a web that scared him so much he hacked it to death with a machete. According to Craig's grandfather, the spider measured an immense three feet from tip to tip and unexpectedly was not hairy. Instead, it was shiny and was emerald green in color. It was encountered near Port Moresby, the capital of Papua New Guinea. Now, he, the the most famous of the giant spiders is the Jabafofi, the great spider of the Congo. In fact, Jabafofi means great spider by the Baka Pygmy tribe. Um, the uh, this this creature was first brought to attention. Uh, in 2001 by uh, cryptozoologist and explorer Bill Gibbons. That back in 1938, explorers Reginald and Marguerite Lloyd were driving along a jungle path in the Belgian Congo's uh, interior. Uh, suddenly a figure stepped out onto the path just ahead of them, and they thought it might have been a, a monkey or a, or a crouched-over human, but no... Uh, it turns out it was a huge brown tarantula-like spider with a leg span of about three to four feet. He turned to grab the camera. However, the spider scuttled into the undergrowth and disappeared. Um, and, and during an expedition to Cameroon seeking the mysterious Mokeli Mbembe, which I'll talk about in another time, um, the, Baku, the Baka people um, also... Um, gave information about these spiders. Uh, they said that they were once quite common in the area, but are now rarer, possibly due to deforestation. Um, although one was reportedly cited by them as recently as June 2003. Uh, they used to construct hut-like layers from leaves near the, the, the villages, and they would spin large webs between adjacent trees and with trip lines running across game trails. Um, moreover, it is said by the Baca people to have to be powerful and venomous enough to kill humans too. Um, but the pygmies themselves kill them. Uh, the Jabba Fofi supposedly supposedly lays 
white peanut-sized eggs, of which yellow spiderlings with purple um, opisthosomuses emerge and then turn brown as they emerge. And the, um, I hope I said that right, too, the opisthosomus, I'll never understand why science can't just make words easy. <laughs> uh, but that would be like the um, posterior portion of the um, of an arthropod. So kind of its butt. So they would be um, yellow and purple, and then they would turn brown. Um, but these um, giant spiders have also been seen over on the Western Hemisphere. Um, in South America, Venezuela. Monster Quest even did a episode on it. Um, but a village known as San Rafael de Menuer, I, Menuer? I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, one villager attested that as a child he had seen a large spider capture a small dog from a village and drag it off into the jungle. And it's, um, and its opisthosoma was as big as a basketball. And when it reared up, it was the size of a human. That would make its fangs the, uh, the, I don't know if it's chelicere or chelicere, but those are its fangs. Essentially, um, it would probably measure about six to nine inches long. And to put that into perspective, uh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex's tooth is about nine inches long. About the size of a banana. Um, but, you know, it, it, these these things are so... This is where you have to consider common sense and knowledge of, like, zoology to understand such things. Um, insects and arthropods are their size uh, dictated by oxygen levels. Um, back in prehistoric times when there was higher oxygen levels, they were much larger, but now that oxygen levels have lowered, the, the, the insect in the arthropod is smaller. Uh, but, you know, scientifically, such creatures should not and would not exist. But, you know, when, when these people who know the local fauna very well and have lived there for generations, it's like, well, maybe they do know something. Unless, you know, they are trying to get that um, for... Um, tourism and whatnot and that's actually something i'll bring up later uh regarding uh the yeti in, a, in another episode um at another village deeper in the mountains a small child had disappeared and never returned and it was blamed upon giant spiders <laughs> um but you know in, in south america there's the like I said, there's those Goliath bird eaters, which can eat small mammals, small reptiles, birds. Um, now, they're not going to be the giant dog-devouring, child-abducting ones, you know, that you'd think of. But, you know, it's still, you know, it's a still sizable creature. So, thinking that an even larger one lives out there, terrifying. Um... Apparently, in 2011, a British cinematographer, uh, Richard Terry, sought after the giant spiders in Colombia's rainforest uh, for a television series known as Man vs. Monster, in which these spiders apparently abducted ch uh, children and killed horses. 
Uh, he also didn't find any, but the villagers claim that these creatures inhabited um, subterranean levels opening into the force four via huge holes. Um, and this is stuff that I'm getting, uh, this information that I'm currently uh, sharing with you comes from Carl Schuker's blog. And you can find that at carlschuker.blogspot.com. Um, Carl Schuker is one of my favorite cryptozoologists, and he has an extensive blog um, many years long with a huge variety of these, of, of cryptozoology. It's very fascinating. So I am merely recounting this information um i'm no way associated with any of this stuff might i add <laughs> um i just wanted to share my source for this and i probably should have mentioned that in the beginning but yeah um in vietnam in 2013 uh an american cryptozoologist named craig Woolheater posted on cryptomundo um that a somebody um, got a communication from somebody um, that their father-in-law claimed that while serving in Vietnam that he encountered spiders with bodies the size of dinner plates and that their legs yielding a total of 20 to 30 inches. Uh, these arachnids were always spied near creeks and other water sources, and they were so tough that even being after shot by them, uh, with M16s and unloaded full magazines, they were still moving around. Now, I'm going to make it a lot more horrifying for my American audience. Um, in 1948, William Sladen was walking north along Highway 171 to church one cool night with his wife and their three young grandsons. And this was near Leesville, Louisiana. And they had spied a gigantic spider, hairy and black, and described the size of a wash tub, emerged from a ditch just ahead of them and crossed the road before disappearing into the brush. Uh, not surprisingly, the family never again walked along that particular route to church at night. There's, it, it's quite fascinating to think that there's so many of these um, spider um, sightings. Uh, in 2013, Adam Bird from England shared a, an account on Facebook, and it was related to him by a local librarian who had encountered a spider um, over a decade ago. Uh, on the evening, the librarian was driving along Nottingham Stone Bridge Road. Um, one side there is a farm. On the other side is a disused factory. As she approached the factory, her car's headlights lit up on what at first she thought was a hedgehog crawling toward the factory site. As she drove nearer, she, however, realized to her horror that it was a huge, hairy, tarantula-like spider. She estimated that the body alone was the size of a dinner plate, and the length of its legs were added. She deemed it um, at least two feet. Uh, and she watched it scuttle across the road through the fence and into the factory. Uh, that factory is actually now demolished by this time. 
Now, again, like I said, these the sizes doesn't um, it doesn't work. It's their tracheal respiratory system, and it's a network of small tubes carrying oxygen to every cell in the body, and that's what prevents insects from attaining these huge sizes. Um, and it's because the trachea could not transport oxygen efficiently enough inside um, a, a, a giant insect. Um, and there's been reports of prehistoric um, massive insects back then. You know, Meganeura is one of the largest, uh, is a massive dragonfly about the size of an eagle. Arthoplora was a millipede the size of a man. And then there is Mega Arachne, which was a spider, roughly 16 inches long, and possessed a leg span of about 20 inches. However, um, it is now confirmed that it's no longer a spider, but rather a type of uh, Eurypterid which I found to be quite fascinating. And a Eurypterid is actually a sea scorpion. So apparently sea scorpions by the uh, Carboniferous, um, they must have evolved to have gotten onto land and evolved a new niche. But yes, um, it's no longer a spider. But um, there hasn't really been any giant spider fossil records as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, other times people, it's possible that they saw a giant crab. Uh, many species of crabs like the Tasmanian, coconut, Japanese spider, those all get um, large. But, you know, I, I would imagine, well, you know, it's entirely possible that through adrenaline, through fear that people might have missed identified them and that's actually a huge cause of cryptozoology um sightings is misidentification uh however uh i would i i would feel that even in in that um state you would be able to recognize the difference between a spider and a and a, and a crab crabs are you know armored they're kind of thicker um but you know, when when you see a giant spider out of nowhere, I I would also probably um, run off and not worry about identifying it, just getting out of there. Because you know, spiders. I don't care for spiders. I think they're a fascinating species. You know, they're intelligent. They're um, just the the variety of them. Um, but their their multiple legs and multiple eyes and their fangs as they spin their prey into a web and suck out their juices, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> um, but um, I'm gonna actually uh, circle back over to um, the Jabba Fofi again, and I want to talk about the first sighting of one. Uh, it was in the 1890s near Lake Nyasa, in which a British missionary named Arthur John Symes and his men uh, came upon uh, a massive spider. They got tangled in an enormous web, and two giant spiders, which were two and four feet in length, most likely male and female, as male spiders are typically smaller than the female, uh, came out of their web and attacked them. Symes was bitten 
but managed to escape after shooting one of them with his pistol. He then developed symptoms, including a uh, deathly pallor, severe chills, swelling around the area where he was bitten, and became delirious before dropping into unconsciousness. And he died. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, there's also apparently a video of, uh, of a Jabuff Fofi being seen on video in March 2013, but I have not seen this video at all. I always hate it when that happens, when it's like, oh, there's a video of this, and it's just like, um... I don't know. Um, okay, here, okay, apparently there is a video. Um, there is a, ah, the video is unavailable. They're trying to hide it from us. <laughs> um, is this it? Now, I'm looking at a video of apparently a Jabuff Fofi caught on camera. It's a watering hole. There's trees, brush. However, this is about a minute, five seconds right now. I currently see no movement. I've, I've always wanted to see this video, so apparently... Hmm... Look in between the two trees at 40 seconds. Won't well, see when you say that. Multiple trees. So let me skip ahead. Ah, yeah. I see movement. However, I can't tell what that is. But that is... That is interesting. Now, that could have been CGI'd or something, but that's, uh, that's, that's creepy. You know, the Congo is, is massive. It is massive. Africa is a massive, massive continent. So it's very possible that there is a, a spider, um, out there that's large and hunts hunts its prey because I, I suppose in the jungles over in Congo there'd be panthers, large snakes, birds of prey. Um, but I don't because I, I suppose maybe some sort of wild dog would live in there, but I, I would think more like the African painted dogs that live out on the savannah, not deep in the jungle. So maybe filling in that niche role. That's that's entirely possible. Um, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about that spider now. Oof. I, whether or not that's real or not, that, that gives me creeps. That, that gives me the creeps. Because I'm not quite sure how you would CGI this. And it does kind of, it, It's very hard to tell because it's very blurry. Um, that almost looks more like a scorpion to me. Just barely. But... It does kind of move like a spider, though, because you can kind of see the um, you can kind of see the multiple legs move. Um, 
but you know, it's it's who knows, who knows. Um, am I still recording? I am. Thank goodness. I actually only have six minutes left. Um, I'm gonna end it here, actually, because uh, I want to get into some more spider science, and then I'm gonna do um, this fascinating account. Um, that's also on Carl Schuker's blog. And I really, really want to talk about this story because it's absolutely fascinating to me. And, um, the, the, the stuff about these, you know, unidentified creatures and trying to figure out what they are. It's always so fascinating to me. And I, I will do a video in the future about cryptozoology, um, what that means and that there's actually very many different types of cryptids. Um, so I'm excited to get into all that later. Uh, please share this um, podcast with your friends and family. I greatly appreciate it if you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, I'm always um, excited to talk about this kind of stuff with people. And um, I'm, uh, I'm excited for the next episode. And I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.